What's up, everybody? Howdy, folks. How's it going? Hello. I hope everyone's hello, doing hello, good. Hello. Welcome, Welcome to the Sound of Fire podcast, episode six, week six. I am Michael, aka Dr. Beaker. I am Anthony, aka Villa Rhino. And for those of you joining us for the first time, a real quick rundown because the show has seen some changes recently. True. So let's give you let's give you just a real quick rundown of what we're doing these days. So before we were kind of doing deep dives and different stuff, but now the Sound of Fire podcast is a show where Beaker and I speak candidly about what's hot in the music scene right now. I mean, what was hot like what was hot that you forgot about? We do a musical music history section and about new things that you should check out or know about or have heard you know uh we're doing a weekly music news and industry breakdown it's a really good time and we're on episode six so correct. welcome correct six episodes dude that's that's kind of a big deal yeah man know? we're getting there we're we're almost hey we're on we're we're six percent to 100 six percent to oh my god can you imagine we're celebrating our 100th episode i can't that's 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 kind of crazy so that's a little far away <laughs> god that is that is literally almost two years away let's almost. get to let's get to episode 52 where it's been like a year first and then we'll and yeah we'll celebrate our anniversary and then we'll go from there that's <laughs> we'll that. fine by the way shout yeah. out glitch i'm doing i'm drinking tropic thunder right now oh, oh dude i so good. that's the good one that, that mm. one's really good i was that's that's my favorite that i've tried so far it's so, so. good i'm trying to save them for like podcast nights um yeah. but like it's tough because the, I I, I want to drink them just so I can taste all of them, but then I'm like I gotta wait for the podcast. Dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna make one right now. I have a whole I have a whole bottle of water, but I have my clean glitch bottle right here. I'm yes. gonna make one and join you in that. By the way, your boy got that fresh cut today. Oh, did you? I did. Did you? Oh did. man, I. You know, I want to figure out a better way. Yeah, I know. Because a... I didn't. Oh, look at you! You look so good. Hold on. Look at this that man. Look at this man. Oh my god. Yes. Uh. Yes. I live for it, dude. That's what we're here for. Good I for almost you, didn't go. I almost didn't go. Um I was I was going to try and go earlier today and I didn't. I, I did a lot of stuff today though, you know. I don't know. I've never enjoyed getting my hair cut and I I don't know why I just haven't. But mm -hmm. like today I was like, you know what? I've got the podcast and it's getting hot, so like I might as well you know, you know what it is for me? Like, I I like getting my hair cut, but I hate the experience of getting my hair cut because I hate talking to barbers or salon people. See, I like I I don't want to talk with you. I want that's... you to do the thing and I'm going to sit here and kind of feel pampered, <laughs> even though it's not that pampering of an experience. Right. Like, yeah. See, you got to uh... find you got to find someone you enjoy talking to. I have found an awesome barber. His name is Julian. He's from Armenia, I think. All right, all I, right. I, it's I think it's Armenian. Um, but so he, so I go to this barbershop called Four Point Cuts, and like okay. I was, I was good looking name. for, good yeah, name. I know, I was looking for a good barbershop, and I was like, man, I want to like, I, I need to find someone who knows how to freaking cut hair, like, because I've got been getting yeah. my hair cut by the same girl when I was in China Spring for the past like eight years before I moved here, and mm -hmm. she did a she did a just fine job. She's super nice, like you know, fun to talk to. Hear that? But when I'm, oh yeah, I hear it. All right, which one? You, which one? Wait, which one are you drinking? Uh, this one is cherry bomb. Oh, so okay. we're we're trying new things. I'm not big on cherries, but we're we're doing it. I'm not either. But okay, oh. so Julian, uh, is also a ginger. He okay. has fantastic hair and an insane beard. And I was like, all right, 
this this oh, has got to be the guy. Bomb. This has got to right. be the guy. It's so hot in this room. Oh my god. Oh Dude, my you got to get some fan action happening. It's um, so hot. I've recently found a barber that I've started to enjoy going to. Um, it's this guy named Sambino. He's an Argentinian man who is uh, very flamboyant, but I'm not sure of his sexuality. Not that it matters, right. but it's one of it's he, you know how that's not a personality trait for everybody. He makes his flamboyance part of his personality. Gotcha. You know? Gotcha. So he's fun because he tells stories and he just talks and I'm like listening and that's fine. But right. If you were trying to make me mentally stimulated. I'm not really about it. Like entertain me. Sure. And maybe I sound arrogant for that, but I don't know. That's just, that's just me, dude. That's how I've right. always been. I mean, yeah, I feel you. I'm. I, there are definitely some days where I'm like, I don't want to talk to anybody. Like, I have to go out, and I'm gonna be in a situation where I am probably going to have to, and I don't want to. Other times, I'm mm -hmm. like, yeah, dude, I'll, I will absolutely keep a conversation. Um, so real quick, I have a life update for people. Oh, okay. You may have seen me post about it on Twitter. Oh, really? Um, Did I? I'm gonna adjust my microphone for this one. Oh, geez, this is a big deal. Let me just give you my undivided attention then. Lexus watched inside with me. Oh, right. I did know this. I did know this. Lexus watched inside with me, and she's in chat right now saying, oh, my God, this is a big deal, okay? This is a freaking W, okay? We got it. We got her, and Ladies she and loved it, and she loved it. Him. We got her. We got her. And she loved it. I had to, Lexus. I had to. Um, and she loved it and she texted me like she, we got done with it and she was like, that was really good. And like in the middle of it, uh, when, um, when he has his, we, we, I mean, we talked about it when he has his kind of breakdown, not right, not like right before, um, all eyes on me, but right mm -hmm. before that part where he's like trying right. to say something and he keeps like fucking it up. Yeah. And then he just storms into the camera and like pushes everything out. And she goes, yeah, is he Okay. And I looked her. I looked her dead in the eyes, and I said, "No, <laughs> he's he is not okay." And by golly, she texted me like three days later, maybe two days after that, and she was like, "I think I need to watch that special again." And I was like, "Yes, oh, there we you go, it. dude. You're in there. <laughs> You're in there." Man. Oh man, I was so excited, bro. I that was is like, a "Big dub." We were or uh, freaking um. Oh, what's the song? Oh, it's the it's the acoustic guitar one. I just know the words. Oh, that funny feeling. Yes, we were watching that funny feeling. I almost cried, and that's the sixth time I've watched it. I don't know how, but I was almost crying, and um, and then it got to the to that part after it where he's just completely breaking down, and then he's actually crying, and I was like, oh my god, I can't right now, bro. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Jeez. I just can't. That's um that's pretty wild. Um so Great. for those of you kind of joining us for the first time or listening at home, what however this is getting to you over the internet, whether it's in real time or as a nice little time capsule of yesterday or last week, whenever you're listening. Right. Um we do the show live on Tuesday nights, nine PM Eastern, eight PM Central. Uh and we run for about an hour and fifteen, hour and a half if we're feeling really chatty. So you can expect us to about like when you start to want your midnight snackies. That's, yeah, that's about the time. Frame and tonight, tonight might be a closer to a little over an hour one. We've got a lot to talk about today. Um, we do, we do. And you know, like it's funny because um, I was a little underprepared for this week, but I went and looked at our historical stuff, mm -hmm. oh, and yeah. 
it's all weird. And then I remembered that today is actually a kind of a, a big deal day for me. And I'll we'll get to that because it's the last one on our history thing. But let's start with the first one. Uh, let's just go straight into our segment here. Where we're going to talk about what happened, like echoes of the past, all that good stuff. Okay. Um, 1940, today, July 20th. Uh, the first Billboard chart ever is recorded and shared. Wow. Which I did not know that it was like 80 years ago, really, when you think about it. 81 years ago. Wow. 81 years ago is when we first start organizing music releases according to the Billboard chart as a measure of their success. I just saw what was on the docket for today, and now I'm sad. Yeah. Uh yeah, dude, we're we're gonna get there. We're gonna we're gonna tank this feels uh plane for a minute, and we'll have to pick it right back up when we get into some oh, stuff happening. God, I can't. You, you know, I would I will say that a lot of the news um that we've got going on like in the historical part of today's show is definitely kind of on the worst side of things. Uh, and yeah, we have we have exciting current events. We have happier news in the current story. So oh, okay. give and take. That's just kind of how that goes. Okay. Know? It's going to be a day. Okay. Are you, are you all right? You're going to be I'm okay. Guy, I will be okay. I think we'll see what happens in the next five minutes. Yeah. We're, we're going to get there. We're going to get through it together. We're going to experience this in real time. Uh, anyway, so moving on, we're going to jump forward almost 30 years. Mm -hmm. uh, Paul McCartney, uh, his wife announces on national British TV, or not his wife, his fiance at the time, mm -hmm. that their engagement was called off. Oof. And, and you know, that hurts real bad. <laughs> Getting yeah. an engagement called off yeah, in general rough. probably sucks. Getting it called off on live television probably doesn't feel too great. Probably not too hot. Yeah, not great. So uh, a big F in the chat for Paul McCartney, <laughs> please, for Sir Paul Exc McCartney. Exclamation shout out, Paul McCartney. Yeah, uh, he need, Paul he McCartney. needs the shout out from us for sure. Um, well, you know, it's funny because Paul McCartney is about to do a uh, TV show on Hulu. Oh, really? And, yeah, and it's funny that Paul McCartney is kind of in our history because he's going to be in our future earlier. Like, sneak peek ahead, we're going to be discussing a uh, Peter Jackson biopic film that's very different from any other music documentary up until this point. Yes, so I'm very lots excited. of lot, yeah, lots of cool stuff happening to uh, to Sir Paul McCartney these days. But uh, yeah, I mean, this woman was also the one who supposedly inspired songs like "All My Loving" and "I Love Her." We can work it out, which were huge Beatles tracks. All of those big singles at some point or another. So uh, she had to have been kind of important, you know. Yeah, total transparency. I don't like the Beatles that much. Um, never got it. Still don't. I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll give respect to them for what they did for music and stuff, but yeah, that's kind of where I've always stood with them. Unfortunately. You know what? You know what? Though Beaker, like I had that opinion for a very long time about the Beatles, or I just didn't get it. I can't talk, dude. It's fine. We're just gonna, we're just gonna have to, to see how this all plays out. Um, in terms of me talking today, but yes. yeah, like there were. I didn't get the Beatles for a while. And then honestly, what I heard that I remember being like, oh, I get it was um, the end of Abbey Road, uh -huh. um, the song, The End and Golden Slumbers, which are kind of like back to back as a as a mashup to close out the record. Right. Is very, very good. Not just songwriting, but almost like orchestral arranging. It's very good and worth listening to. Right. Um, so definitely. 
definitely look into that if you want to give it another shot. And if you don't, that's okay. You don't have to like the Beatles, you know. Uh, you know, hate- for you, for you, Anthony, I'm willing to give it another shot. Thanks, man. I, yeah. I appreciate it. Like, give me your honest opinion when you listen. And like, some of the Beatles stuff is just bad. Like, it's unforgivably <laughs> bad, and I get that. But yeah. I like a lot of their a lot of their stuff, even their older stuff, where people thought they were just kind of campy uh, Beach Boys knockoffs. Well, yeah, like. Because those are the two biggest competitive bands in that era was the Beach Boys yeah. and the Beatles. Like, yeah, that for was sure. The biggest rivalry. Um, so people kind of associated them with like a knockoff, like the British Beach Boys, whatever. Um, and I had that opinion that I listened to. I was like, maybe there's something here. And yeah, that's that's all I got left to say about that. Let's keep it going, though, yeah. shall we? Um, so uh, on this day in 1999, the Rolling Stones... This is so disgusting. Uh, reported a, a gross income of $337 million, uh, which is 168 million euros or quid from almost two years of touring from their bridges to Babylon and no security tours. The stones have played, had played to over 5.6 million people selling out about 20 shows or no, all but 20 shows. Holy shit. Um, that's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. And I'm finding out how much money that is today. Oh, please. Oh God. That's hundreds, thousands, millions. That's six. Yep. Yeah. So that's 337 million in 1999 is worth 549 million, 589,147 dollars and 66 cents today. That's almost about a, almost a billion, half a billion dollars. Half, yeah. That's you know? about what I expected though. I mean, 1999 wasn't that long ago. Um, right. It wasn't I, a huge jump, but it's still a lot of money. Yeah, unlike our Elton John fact last week from $8 million to like $20 million or whatever it was. Right, yeah. Like that was that was an absurd jump. Um, so yeah, that's like that's like money that unless you are a top 40 artist as a musician, you will never see. Ever. Yeah, you're, it just you're, doesn't happen just, nowadays. That just doesn't that kind of success. I mean, you know who probably because the thing is this is from touring. Yeah. This is this is not from music sales. That, yeah, right? that's not even from music sales. That's just from touring. I, I don't think that any top forty artist is doing the kind of touring that the Rolling Stones did, and especially because we live in such a a weird world now when it comes to touring, like post COVID. We'll right. never see that again. We we will never see something like maybe in like half a century. Yeah, we'll see that kind of like. Or like twenty five years, maybe. I think in twenty five years we could see those kind of touring numbers happening again. Because right. you gotta consider by nineteen ninety nine, the Rolling Stones are fucking huge. They're literally like, like well, like I said, in nineteen ninety nine, they had played to over five point six million people, selling out all but twenty of their shows, and they're playing like national arenas. Yeah, you know, like yeah. Madison Square Garden. Like, come on, they're selling out huge venues. Yeah, insanely large capacity places. Um, right. So that's <clears throat> very impressive. Good for them, the ugly bastards. I'm doing the Rolling Stones with my adult students right now, so I'm going to tell them this tomorrow because nice. they're not going to believe me. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, come listen to my yes. podcast where I talk about the Rolling Stones. Right. And they'll be like, "What's a what's a beaker? What's a rhino? Why is your name spelled like that? Also, why is there so much lighting in your apartment? 
What do you do on the weekends? And then I'll avoid them. Yeah. I don't want any of my students <laughs> knowing what I'm doing here. Yeah. Honestly. So yeah. this next one I only included because I know this one's not going to, a lot of people aren't going to know about this one, but one of Jackson Brown's most famous songs has come into my life again, kind mm -hmm. of by accident. Okay. And I can't really disclose why yet. Not that it's a big deal, but if I do have any students watching, it's uh, it's kind of a big deal that they know about it. But anyway, Jackson Brown settled his lawsuit against U.S. Senator John McCain and the Republican Party after his 1977 hit Running on Empty was used without permission in a McCain presidential ad from 08 that this was distributed on TV and the Internet. So McCain and the Republican Party apologized for using the song in the ad and said that McCain himself had no knowledge of or involvement in the creation or distribution of said video. Yikes. That's a big yikes, because, you know, it's, <laughs> I, I think about the first time that I've ever heard of artists refusing a campaign, like a political campaign usage of their song. I hadn't heard of that until recently with Donald Trump. Right. Where well, I do remember, I remember this happening. I remember this happening and seeing stuff about it. Obviously, I was uh, how old was I? I was thirteen at the time, I think. So, like, okay. it wasn't I, I wasn't you know really listening to what was going on in politics at the time, but I do sure. remember this. Um, and yeah, now that I'm so much more into the music industry and music business and stuff, now that I am, yeah, this is just a big yikes. I mean, the fact that that you know, even though it's it's the Republican Party, but anybody could have done it and probably yeah. not asked for permission. And it's just crazy because you know that they're dishing out millions of dollars for everything else, but they're like, but we're not going to pay this guy to play his song. Fuck that. Yeah, it, it's, it's pretty scuffed no matter which way you look <laughs> at it, you know? It's either they were intentionally going behind his back and doing it, or it was some intern who didn't know that you need to ask for permission for copyright stuff. Like, right. it could have gone either way. There's right. no way of knowing for sure. But yeah. That okay. one's that one's pretty interesting, but yeah, that oh. um, that uh, that one's probably that one's kind of pale in comparison to this next one, guys. Um, this is a very very personal topic to myself, and obviously for Beaker as well. Uh, do you want to take this one away, Chief? Yeah, I will. Um, so 2017 on this day, Lincoln Park lead singer Chester Bennington died at age 41. Um, I kind of don't want to read the next sentence just because it's kind of morbid. That yeah, um, don't don't if, bother. If you want to go into, if you want to look into it, you're more than welcome to. Um, but past that sentence, the singer uh, was said to be close to Soundgarden vocalist Chris Cornell, who actually had taken his own life, like Chester did, very um, recently before that, earlier that year. Um, formed in 1996, Linkin Park had sold over more than 70 million albums worldwide and won two Grammy awards. They are a powerhouse of a band, um, and uh, yeah, man, man, that was a very rough like week and a half. Do you remember um, where you were when you found out? Absolutely, I was in my house in Waco. I was sitting down, um, scrolling through Facebook, and like, so I was in a recliner, right? I, but okay. I wasn't reclined. I was just sitting up like this, scrolling through Facebook, and my buddy Tristan, who had shared the post, it was a breaking news post. I was scrolling down. And I saw Chester and I saw breaking news and I was like, oh, what's this? I read like the first three words and I literally dropped my phone and like stood up and like couldn't move. It was awful. Um, yeah. I, 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 I think I stood there for like five minutes just like what this can't 
be real. Like there's no fucking way. Um, and so after I like kind of brought myself back to reality for that, I Googled it a million times and sure fucking enough. It was real. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, man. What, what about you? I was actually at a rehearsal with, uh, some band I was starting to play covers with at the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, I remember being uh, surprised because the girl, uh, the woman, girl who was singing, uh, Julia Formica, actually, wait, they recently changed their name to Ren Richards. Ren Richards on social media and stuff. They, um, they were a country singer. Like they sang a lot of country stuff. You'd probably get along with them really well, mm-hmm. Beaker. Um, but they they were surprised and, and they were saddened. Like they were impacted when I told the rest of the band and yeah. the guitarist who only uh, a friend of mine named Jared Lee. I still keep up with Jared all the time. Uh, sick guitarist. He who plays like shred guitar or the Almond brothers, a grateful dead, like no mm-hmm. in between. Yeah. He was surprised. And then our drummer who mostly listened to hip hop, she was obviously surprised. Uh, Brooke Geisler. So right. It was surprising to me that people who had such stark, different musical backgrounds all were struck kind of in the same way by this. Yeah, you know? dude. It doesn't matter what music you listen to. If you're, I mean, probably the age 50 or younger, you know who Linkin Park is. And you know who Chester yeah, man. is. That, that band literally took over the world for a little bit. Oh, know? yeah. Yeah. For honestly, longer than a little bit. Probably like a decade. Like, you know, spanning from yeah, hybrid was... theory to... Um, it's a Meteora and then everything after Minutes to Midnight. I, I remember where I was when I bought every single Linkin Park album. Dude, I mean, like, just kind of going off the, the rails here, um, talking about the, like, kind of the reach of Linkin Park as a band, right? Mm-hmm. Linkin Park kind of was the first cringe band in a way. Um, <laughs> and I, and I love Linkin Park and I love the cringe content that it was associated with. You know, like, do you remember AMVs, like anime music videos that just featured Linkin Park music? Oh, like, and it was always really edgy from yeah. like Naruto or Bleach, and it was just really, really intense, yeah, kind of cringy, and it was always like in the end or crawling, yeah, and it was just like, what the fuck is happening, you know? But the people who consume that kind of media, and I love anime, I'm a huge weeb, honestly. They were even like kind of not people you would expect to really toe into this music. I feel like, like yeah, it was it was just funny. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny because fun Linkin spot. Park actually like kind of did their own anime music video. With, they did with Breaking the Habit. <laughs> yeah, right. They're like, hey, we see you. We get yeah, it. Might as well. Um, right. So yeah, I, I remember where I was when I bought every single Linkin Park album, um, and I think that day when I found out, I I called my dad. And he was at work. I probably should have waited till he got home. But I, I called because I, I just had to tell someone. And he was the person. Like, my dad is, like, my musical guy. Sure. Like, sure. I, I literally grew up listening to Linkin Park with him. That's, like, our band. That's why I have this right. tattoo. Like, we have matching Linkin Park tattoos. Um, right on. So I called him. And, like, he answered. And I was like, dude, like, Chester's dead. Like, Chester's gone. And he was like, what? I was like, Chester is fucking dead dude and he was like okay That's... let me let me call you back like it, it was like a whole it was like a family member died it was a thing yeah yeah it, it, was, it was it was it's such a weird thing to be so distraught and upset when someone you've never met in your life passes away but it's like that uh-huh. weird thing with it, it's almost like you kind of grew up with them because they started so young and you've been with them for every single album 
and you've watched right. them become 40 year olds you know like it's yeah, it's just that I weird mean, phenomenon it is it is a year like you're as much a part of their formative years as they're a part of your formative. So exactly I like, exactly i think that's a fair assessment of that kind of thing that situation so i don't know it's uh regardless it's really sad news um, yeah like very today much so. I actually stumbled across a Reddit thread that broke down a lot of Chester Bennington's side projects and stuff that he collaborated on and stuff. Yeah. And the post is actually rather lengthy, and I won't get into all of it here, but I'll share it with you, uh, Beaker, so that you can check it out, because I feel like you would appreciate listening to some of this Of course. Today. Like, I did. I was listening through a lot of it today. Like, a lot of deep cut stuff, too. It's yeah. super cool. So let me PM that to you, and there. Now you can check that out later. Awesome. Um... Yeah, well, so, like, I I haven't been on, like, social media all day. I've just been, like, I woke up at, like, 11. I didn't want to, but I, I woke up at, like, 11. I wanted to wake up earlier, but I woke sure. up, <clears throat> um, kind of just started, like, watching some YouTube or something, hanging out with my girlfriend, and then I went and got my hair cut, and then I came mm -hmm. home, and I took a nap, and then I started setting up for this, and that was pretty much it. That's, like, my whole day. So I haven't been on social media at all today. So it got was it. totally, it was totally lost on me that today was, what, f uh, four years? Four. Four oh my years. God, no I, fucking way, dude. Yeah, man. It's holy it's, crap. Uh, it's kind of crazy to think about, honestly. <clears throat> that's insane. Yeah, um, but you know, that's just kind of that's how it goes. Yeah, um, yeah. Like time, time doesn't stop. Time so. is a construct, and it's not real. Time isn't real. We're the only <laughs> mammals that worry about time. This is now a time cube podcast. It's a simulation. It's a it's simulation. A simu <laughs> Scientists oh, have proved you, that it's okay. more like. <laughs> okay, I won't get into that because that's a deep dive for a different day, but and not for this yeah, podcast. That, but that's for the cryptid show. That's yeah. for the other podcast. That the one in the works, right? Yeah, right, right, right. Okay, excellent. So that's kind of what was what was happening on today in history. Let's get into what's happening kind of right now in the past couple of days, the past week or so. Some of these are new things. Uh, some of these are uh, updates on stories we talked about last week. Right. Um, we got a pretty interesting cross section here. Um, I'm looking at one of these links and it is the wrong link, but I think I have it. It's fine because I have that somewhere else. So we're good. Uh, let's just go right into it. Uh, Biz Markey, rapper, passes away at 57. Yeah. Um, the uh, so if you don't know who Biz Markey is, it's the guy who who's got the fantastic hit "Just a Friend." When you mm -hmm. say he's just a friend, everyone knows that song. Everyone you know, knows that freaking knows that. song. Um, yeah. yeah. So I was actually, I, I, I'm not, I've never been like a huge rap guy, but mm -hmm. there are definitely some rappers that I have listened to. Um, and obviously I've heard Biz Marquis song, just a friend a million times in my life, in my life. And I'm sure I'll hear it a million times more before I die. For um, sure. but I was, I was actually really sad when, when I saw that he passed away. Um, because like, and as soon as I saw that, that song popped in my head and I was kind of singing it in my head all day. Um, but as far as I know, it hasn't been released as to how he passed yet, has it? Um, so it hasn't been specified. The only thing that I found while looking through this was that he was diagnosed with diabetes back in 2014 and mm -hmm. he had issue with the illness during 2020. Right. So it could have just been health complications. Cause of death hasn't been officially released. Um, I'm not trying to speculate. Yeah, but, no, 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 no. Yeah, um, uh, it, the article did say that he he passed peacefully with his wife. Um, okay, last Friday, so it, it doesn't seem like it seemed like it was kind of something that was slowly coming, and they they knew it was happening. And um, 
But yeah, it says that uh, so the rapper uh, and DJ died peacefully Friday evening with his wife by his side. Cause of death has not been released. Um, so I, I would imagine uh, to, to respectfully, um, I guess speculate is the right word, but to respectfully kind of guess that it was health complications for of something. And right. um, um, luckily it was not, you know, ugly or, uh, you know, that kind yeah, of thing. I it mean, was... they, they, at least they're not saying as much. And I don't think if it was, we would ever hear that was the case, you know? Right. Um, but regardless, like this guy had a tremendous legacy in the way that he changed sample based hip hop and a lot of right. music. Um, a lot of people like, what's interesting is that two of the other artists that like paid tribute to him besides Q-Tip from a tribe called quest, uh, mm -hmm. another hip hop rap group that I really recommend. Um, Bootsy Collins and the Red Hot Chili Peppers bass player Flea. Oh. So two separate bass players all kind of had stuff to say about it, where yeah. Bootsy Collins on the 17th uh, tweeted out, we lost another rap legend, Mr. Biz Marquis, American rapper, singer, DJ, record producer, actor, comedian, and writer. Like, lots of accolades on that guy's list. Oh, uh, yeah. Best known for his 1989 single, Just Friend. To a lot of us, he was more than just a friend. Rest in peace. Prayers going out to the family and friends. Bootsy. I love me some Bootsy Collins. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's really cool that like we've got Bootsy Collins and then it's kind of the same thing with Chester. Like there's so many different people in different genres who know who these people are. Absolutely. Um, and then you've got the Red Hot Chili Peppers bassist Flea who, and it, it kind of goes to show like who he really influenced it, let not, and not just rappers or hip hop artists, but like right. rhythm players because of like his sampling and the things that he added to songs that kind of was not yet happening. Right. So it was, it's, it was, it's it really cool to like, see that. Sure. Definitely at the forefront of that kind of direction of, of hip hop and production, music production in general, you know, right. Like, that was, that was the thing. And he was definitely one of the forerunners. Right. That. So it's, it's, it is very cool. Very significant that, he has that kind of reach, you know, right. That's, that's the big thing. Um, I'm going to, I have, we have something in the docs here, but I'm actually going to sidebar to something else real quick uh, here. And I'll, this one's going to be kind of candid for you because you don't know what's happening. So sorry for throwing a, a switcheroo on <laughs> it's you. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Just keeping things interesting. Yeah, um, no, for sure. So for those of you who don't know, record store day two just happened. Right. And what what I'm talking about is for the first time since the inception of Record Store Day, um, Record Store Day, because of COVID-19, was split into two separate drops. Okay. And let me provide a little bit of context for what that means. Um, Record Store Day is a, like, a non-official holiday that's kind of a social um, term collective like almost like a, like a trend where independently owned record stores participate in record store day where they distribute special edition releases of records Ooh. right of vinyl specifically like yeah. different color prints or like maybe they'll release a live kind of performance or they'll do a reissue like a new master like they, they kind of make it something exclusive to the the medium right and everybody swarms to record stores to go pick them up because they're limited, um, they're limited quantity available. But because of COVID-19, this is the first time that they've ever split it up into two separate days, but then got to do two separate drops of records. Yeah. Um, which is really cool. Like kind of more record store day in one year where the idea was kind of like dividing it up to keep crowds down because, you know, right. social distancing, yeah, of course. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you know what? 
my our my other store lead at Guitar Center, Braden, mm-hmm. he mentioned because I didn't even know it was happening. He mentioned right. it, and we were because we were both at work closing because I I close every day now. It freaking sucks. Um, Oof. but we were at work closing, and he was like, "Oh, today's record store day, and I'm freaking missing it because I'm here." I was like, "Wait, yeah. what?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, it's this whole thing." I was like, "Shit, I didn't know that." Yeah. Record store day is very Damn cool. It. If you if you've never participated in one, I would definitely keep. Look into when the next one is so that you can participate. If you like vinyls and records and yeah, I, I've, I've, I mean, I'd honestly like it's become more of just ha- a having them thing more than just playing them, but right. like just to build a collection. I have a bunch of like uh, metalcore records. I've got Nirvana. Uh, I've got, I, I, dude, I've been on the search for songs from the big chair for so long. Really? So long. I can never find it. I have a, rec- a really. Like, fun story regarding records um if you don't mind me kind of interjecting here for you for a minute so i was given as a gift once one of my favorite gifts i've ever been given of all time by a good a dear friend of mine named angela i'm actually going to be in her wedding later this year nice so angela we had we were doing a secret santa group amongst our friends and she gets me for secret santa and she has somebody kind of ask, hey, your secret Santa wants to know what you like. And I made actually uh, like a guest list thing. Shout out, Angela. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> That's so great. Um, but anyway, so she gets me a record because it's on my secret Santa list or whatever. And she tries to get me a record by Anthony Green, the singer mm-hmm. for Circus Survive. He releases a solo record. Right. And she's trying to get me that. That's what she orders. Um and it comes in the mail, and she orders it pre-wrapped, so she doesn't have to deal with it. So she never bothers checking it again. And this is important later, because we're at our Secret Santa meetup, and she gives me my gift. And I'm like, thank you. This is so cool. Like, I could tell it was prob- a record by how big it was. And right. I opened it, and I didn't even look at any of the packaging underneath the wrapping paper, because you know how they ship vinyls in that big cardboard sleeve? Right. Right. So I'm just prying it open, and I opened it. And the record inside is Cowboys from Hell by Pantera. And I'm like, oh, hell yeah. I love Pantera. I love Cowboys from Hell. And I look up and lock eyes with Angie, and she looks mortified. Oh, no. She, she She's like, that's not what I ordered. I'm like, what do you mean? This is great. She's like, that's not what I ordered. Oh, no. And then sure enough, I look at the packaging, and there's a small sticker in the corner of the sleeve that it came in. That says beautiful things by Anthony Green. So somehow, intentionally or not, somebody at Amazon said, nah, this kid needs to listen to some fucking Pantera <laughs> and sent me some Dimebag Daryl riffage. Fuck you know? this new age shit. Fuck this back. new age shit. Yeah. <laughs> Let me That's... make sure he paints a Confederate flag on his guitar <laughs> oh while God. he's at it. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So Shout out to Angela for the best gift ever. I want to clip this and put this on us, our social media. Inadvertently the best gift ever. Inadvertently the best <laughs> gift ever. Um, she's the person who also, like, her and I talk about records for day stuff, so that's funny. Well, that's um, awesome. That's, uh, yeah, I definitely need to keep an eye on that. Or if, if you know when it, I mean, I'm imagining it's not going to happen for a while now. since it's Right, like, it'll probably won't be till like, next year. Um, yeah. So real quick, before we move on to our next topic, just... The kind of stuff that gets printed for a record store day. Um, the Foo Fighters released 12,000 copies of Hail Satin. I did see that. Is, I did see yeah. that. I think it's a cover record. I, I don't know. I just saw that they put it out. I, I have no idea what yeah. it is. I haven't listened to anything. Sure. I am not sure what it is. Um, 
Gorillas put out the G collection, which is like a box set of a bunch of very specific gorillas oh, that's cool. and stuff. Gorillas is, is awesome. cool. Yeah, I love the gorillas. They're awesome, like I guess. Super into the gorillas in general. You know, like, I think it's cool. Yeah, um, I'm I'm the same way. I I like the the hits, but I haven't like dove deeper into like their music. For sure. For sure. Uh St. Vincent, Piggy and Sad but True. Um Crosby Stills Nash and Young, Deja Vu Alternates. Nice. Like lots of lots of weird older stuff too. It's not just new artists participating in Record Store Day. Like older artists estates will kind of get in on it, which is cool because then they're at least like Aretha Franklin live in Philly 1972. That's gotcha. awesome. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah, that's great. Like, yeah, like if we could use this as a way to kind of function as an anthology for like iconic concerts, I'm super about that. Yeah. You know, I think that is definitely a power move. But yeah, so Record Store Day 2 was uh, was kind of a fun little thing that happened that's different from how things normally go down. Awesome. So I thought that, I thought that was cool to share. And you've got more good news. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, so, okay. So... Uh, are we gonna go? Sorry, are you talking about like what we have on the list? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay, just, I I skipped the MPs uh, reset. And yeah, went to Mark Hoppus. That's fine. So yeah, Mark Hoppus. Go ahead and skip that one. Mark Hoppus put out an update with his uh with with cancer and the chemo and everything, and he said mm-hmm. he has the best news possible and that the chemo is working and Yay. it's it's doing good. So he still got a long. He said he still got a long way to go and everything, but as of right now, the chemo is working. It's eliminating the cancer, and he says he still feels like shit, but because of the chemo and the love that he's getting from fans, friends, and family and all that stuff, it's it's looking good. So that is very good, and that made me very happy when I saw that. I actually just saw that like 30 minutes before we started the podcast, and I had to throw it in there. Um, so yeah, that's awesome. That is <laughs> super awesome. You know, like, we talked about it. Like, we wanted we wanted his positivity to be well received. Oh yeah, himself. You know, we wanted it to be genuine, and it seems like it. Like that's very exciting for me. Yeah, you know? it seems like it's uh, it's going the right direction, and that makes me very happy. Um, so that was just a quick update and something I want to talk about. The next thing actually was was cool to me. Um, so if you want to read it, you can, or if you want me to, it's oh, uh, the Justin Bieber thing. Yeah. So I think this is very cool because I've been kind of following Justin Bieber's career pretty. Uh, pretty steadily like right. at first because i was one of those assholes that was like oh justin bieber sucks and then yep. i was like wow maybe i should not be such a shitlord." i think you know? we all were i think we all were and i and honestly i've actually enjoyed justin's justin's music for a long time but for sure being as i was already bullied when i was in elementary school unfortunately yeah, uh, like to, imagine like, getting bullied for the music that you like. Except yeah. we all experience that in some capacity. And the thing, you know? like, like it, it wasn't even like because of that. I was just, I was just bullied because my my friends were assholes. Um, but add on top of that, uh, that I like Justin Bieber's music, and everyone's talking shit about him. I didn't say that. Right. I didn't bring it up. Mm-hmm. I just said that he sucked, and I was. Just, but then I was like, you know what? Everyone just doesn't like him because they're jealous of him. And as a fourteen year old kid, and you see, um, you know what's happening. Of course, you're going to be right. jealous about it. But after, I think when I turned like 17, I was like, you know what? Fuck that. Like, the kids' music's good. I'm going to say it's good. And you can eat a dick. Like, I don't care <laughs> what you think yeah, about it's, what it's I like. Kind of, it's kind of farcical that it feels like people who are in the uh, the alt music scenes are like some of the judgiest fucking people when it comes to music. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, like that's... I can't fucking believe like it, it's asinine, dude. It's cra- I, I, think, I think yeah, it's crazy the fact that like 
people judge you on like what you listen to and they think how like that translates to how you are as a person doesn't make any sense um sure i think it's getting better because honestly like that used to be the same case with like playing video games people used to get oh, shit yeah. on for playing video games too um and i think that's not the case anymore really because of how like crazy esports has gotten and stuff like that and for how sure. much money certain people are making from video games um but like it's it's just really weird to me or sorry i was gonna say i don't think it's as bad as it used to be for sure but i'm also not 12 or 13 anymore i have no idea what people say in elementary and high schools now um which that t could totally still be the case but as far as i know I, no one cares what you listen to unless you're like oh i like imagine dragons which i don't understand the fucking hate for them Ooh. i don't get it i don't get it it's 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 they're the new nickelback i don't understand why. I, I think we need to do uh an episode in the future i know we kind of shied away from this format but i think it's worth doing an episode where we deep dive things that people dislike for fun yeah you know like and if there's any merit to those those things you know i i'm smelling like a, a 15 minute segment that we could do every now and then just as like a splasher in there like this is just a short show just talking about something you know yeah yeah that sounds fun they've jot that down. let's do it yeah they've definitely yeah jot it down real quick um they've definitely become the imagine dragons has become the new nickelback but it's like nickelback is still the nickelback of like being hated which for sure it, none of it makes sense dude why do it people doesn't. not like it, imagine dragons it really does when did it that really happen doesn't. I was told in I, high school, like, oh, you need to listen to Imagine Dragons. And I heard, um, uh, what's, I'm waking up. What's yeah, that song? Radioactive. Radioactive, yeah. I heard that song. I was like, dude, this is sick. So I listened to them more. And then I stopped listening to them. I didn't stop listening to them, but, like, I didn't listen to them habitually because I was into metalcore sure. and stuff. But right. then I um, I listened to their newest record that came out, like, well, the newest, I think the newest one that came out, like, last year or whatever. Mm. And I was like, dude, this is good. This dude's voice is fucking nuts. Dude, and the only I, the only Imagine Dragons release that's come out that I've honestly been like, wow, this just sucks is um Thunder. I hate that song. I don't even Thunder know. Thunder is the only that, that song is uh that song makes me upset. Upsetty <laughs> spaghetti, you know? I don't even know but, what song it is. Um, dude, it, does, it, it doesn't matter, but honestly, like we kinda we kinda derailed here because we, we did, yeah. I, I, I just looked Bieber back at the news. screen and I saw Justin Bieber. I was like, wait, we're way off, but okay. Dude, you saw you saw his stash and it was like, wait a minute. <laughs> um but yeah, so I did we even say what we didn't we did? we didn't even say what we said Justin Bieber. Why do people hate that guy? Oh, Which is okay. worth talking about in and of itself, but it no, is, Justin yes, Bieber. Justin Bieber has another thing under his belt. Justin Bieber becomes the youngest soloist to ever reach 100 Billboard Hot 100 hits. That's awesome. That's insane. You know, that's his so new cool. song Stay with the Kid Leroy. That song is sick. That song is super, super good. And I, I really enjoyed Peaches, which came out a few months ago. Mm -hmm. um, Shindo is a, a pretty good friend of mine, the guy who was producing that alongside Harv. Um, so I, I, that song's special to me because I'm like, I know that guy. You know? So, yeah. So I, didn't, I, I did have a moment of like, why is this so popular? And that was with Yummy. I didn't get yeah. it. That song I didn't get yummy. I, to me. I didn't get Yummy <laughs> at like, all, dude. I was like, we have music being put out that is so good and so like musically inclined like just the the uh the theory behind it and the the writing pro and then we get yummy and this is popping off and i'm like wait what what is this what happened but what then happened? i heard the rest of the record and i was like okay this is good why was yummy a lead single why what was is this? yummy the single right yeah. there's so much better music on that record yeah it didn't make any sense to me i was like oh this is just another one of those music industry assholes that are making millions off of it be like no we're putting this song out 
because it's going to get it, it has a, a chorus that is one word and everyone's right. going to know what it is in the first two seconds right that's all it was that's literally I'm, that, I, I would bet money that's, that's all it was. exactly what it was 100 percent. you know yeah but um regardless super impressive that justin bieber's kind of hit this milestone congratulations justin i'm yes. sure you're listening at home yes shout out justin we won't put it in chat but um we yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's sitting there listening, smiling, and, and very happy that we two totally unknown and uh, music losers are talking about him. And do you think do you think Justin Bieber would play Rocket League? Do I think Justin Bieber would play Rocket League? I think he plays. You th- you think he plays? Oh yeah, I think he plays Rocket League, but like just no one knows because one because there's no vo- there's no good voice comms in Rocket League, and two, uh, just because I mean he doesn't have to stream or anything to make income. You know, it, I, you know, I'm willing to, I'm willing to bet Justin Bieber hits the nice save or nice shot all the time. He spams will, that emote. He does. The, he does, he spams the what a save and the okay period. Yes, yeah. that's all he spams. That that's sounds it. like a Justin Bieber thing to do. Excellent, <laughs> excellent. Okay, so um, next thing um, that I'm that we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but um, the Beatles very intimate docu series comes out in November. Um, so Peter Jackson is actually the creator mm-hmm. of this. And that makes me really excited because he's a very good director. Um, and I know I say, I, I, I don't really like the Beatles, but just because it's the Beatles doesn't mean I'm not going to be interested in it. I sure. love behind the scenes music stuff, regardless of who it is. I don't care. Well, it's very interesting to me. What's really cool about this is that this is going to be very different from most music biopic kind of documentaries. Because the focus of this is um the Beatles rooftop concert that they did right um right before they broke up right and right. all of the footage is like very little of the footage is of the performance it's what was happening around in the Beatles management team yeah what was happening in the building what was happening in the news like it's gonna be a very candid approach to talking about this pivotal moment in like music history like a lot of people know that performance specifically yeah. so yeah. it's, it's going to be interesting it's going to be interesting to say the least we're getting so much good music like historical content i know now, it I, know? it makes you wonder why like that stuff doesn't come out more but it's also like especially from the beatles mm. i guess you don't you have to wonder like who was really carrying a camera around like shooting all this stuff you know like where right. are they going like, to get where the did this from? footage come from exactly you know? Um, and why has it taken so long to be put into our eyes for consumption? Um, you know what I, you know what I'm willing to bet it is like, so a lot of this footage ends up getting left behind, uh, tied up in like record label kind of contracts or uh, there's an estate for the deceased people. Like the, the managers of the estate kind of have to approve the usage of their likeness and stuff. Right. So I could see this up getting tied up in that way, or maybe it's like some of it doesn't get released until a certain amount of time. Like contractually, that was the plan. Like yeah. don't release this footage until I guess that makes wh- sense. Like thirty years later, whatever it is, because this performance was what year was this in? Um, what was the date of the Beatles rooftop performance? I, I have no clue. Up. Actually, I'm going to look this up. Beatles rooftop performance. The Beatles' rooftop performance was January 30th, 1969. Wow. Yeah. I, I was thinking was 70s, but that's... a time ago. That's what, fifth... Wait, 70, 80, 90. Uh, uh, wait, so... Math. 90, uh. So, 52 years? I think so. I think exactly 50. Bro, these fuckers are old. 
Dude, half of them aren't even there. True. Yeah, you forget. Like, also, okay, this is another problem I have with the Beatles. I don't know if you have the stream pulled up. Look at that picture. These, they're not good looking humans. They're not. (laughs) I, you know, I say that and I'm like, I'm like six, but like these people. They look like coconuts, dude. Yeah. Like what was the attraction where women were screaming, crying and passing out and like beating up security guards to see these people? I don't understand. Doesn't make sense to me. You know, you know what it was? It was like what they represented because they were the first people like songs like I want to hold your hand. Um, I mean, yeah, you remember like, the movements where it's like people were like, Oh, this song's the devil, rock yeah. and roll is the devil, you know, yeah. like physical so contact. They were, they were risque considering <laughs> the time period, you know, and that's yeah. kind of fucked up. That's kind of fucked up if you think about it. Like, and now we're gonna hold WAP. hands, now we have WAP, right? Now we look have at, WAP. Look at where we're at now. Oh, how you know, far like, we've come as a society, right? Like, the progression is real. Like, <laughs> fuck it, make songs about whatever you want, you yeah. know. <laughs> and even before WAP, there was music like, um, fuck that song, My Neck, My Back, oh, my yeah, pussy, dude, and no, my crack. it's been like, come yes, on, <laughs> it's been ha- like people are freaking out about WAP, but there were songs that we were singing when we were 10 and 11 that are like it's literally just talking about fucking and like all that stuff like lady dude, gaga i want to take a ride on your disco stick what is that dude hell yeah come on love me some lady gaga you know lady, like, lady gaga slaps yeah um i i forgot where we were <laughs> we did it again it's fine <laughs> so, man. so why don't we why don't we you know we're really late on this but why don't we take a pause collect ourselves say hello to the people who've been listening this whole time right kind of just recollect reorient ourselves the zen hour if yes. you will except um, not an hour yeah uh saw like five minutes um felipe, yeah, five always five good to see break. you in chat you uh, uh felipe uh we got trauma in here mg homie oh, renewed his sub a... lexus oh. with the sub oh, check God. that out god oh, bless we're getting so much attention, so I much know. love from you guys. Thank it's crazy. You. I'm thank not you used so to this. much. Honestly, thank you guys for listening and hanging out every week. Truly. Like, like the show doesn't happen if you guys aren't here to listen. Then it's just a conversation. Yeah, then it's we might as well just be talking in Discord and playing video games, which doesn't seem nearly I mean, as fun. Does not seem nearly as fun, you know, because like, I'd rather be doing this research than losing a Valorant. So. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's, yes. I Dude, I have not played in a while. I think the last time we oh, played. Oh, really? I think the last really? time we played was the last time I played, because I've been uh, I'm just bad. I'm just fucking bad. I tried playing. and I was like, man, I want to play with friends. And then I'm like, man, I'm gonna get back into playing League, and that was a mistake. That seems like a that mistake. That was a that was a like playing comp League was not the move. <laughs> and you know, I'm probably gonna do that on stream later. So fuck me, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I'm probably gonna play Realm again just because that was too much fun. Sure, like, sure. I I never ended up looking into it just because this past week has been kind of a, a doozy for me. I I feel um, you, but I you need to because I like as dead as that game is and as honestly shit as that game has become, it's worth it. I promise you. I'm probably gonna have to get Minecraft because the the Black server is live. I'm pretty sure it is. All right, I think it's made, but I don't think they haven't like we haven't organized a community game night and stuff. Yet. Okay, we need to do that. We need to talk to Trauma about that because that's going to be so fun. We like everyone in the org needs to stream that. It's going to be great. Yeah, that would be super fun. I would have no idea what I'm doing, so you know. It's okay. You just hang out with me, and just we'll be okay. We'll figure it out. We'll get yeah, through it exactly. together. Yeah, um, exactly. All right. Okay. Excellent. So on to the next segment, which we are a little late on, but that's fine. It doesn't matter. 
new releases in uh new recent releases in music uh, you know so the first one that i have is actually um it's good for you by olivia rodrigo and sure. she blew up and found the fame that she now has which good for her which uh is through tiktok um and not only did i want to discuss this song because it's actually a really good song and um i actually mm -hmm. saw her uh lexa showed me a live video that she did she's actually very very good it's not Sweet. production uh <clears throat> one sec Lexus said don't take his word for that he will leave you in minecraft like he did me oh my god okay got anyway. him dude anyway so she's very good um she she did a really good job in her live performance and i was actually very impressed but it's very clear that she was not ready for the live performance and i only say oh. that because her and not because she wasn't good she sounded very good her vocals she just sounded out of breath the whole time like okay she's gonna need i mean and I'm, I'm sure she has the money for it now because this song is blown up and she's an independent artist so she's making all that money herself um mm -hmm. which is the best place to be as a musician um right but yeah so she you know she definitely is going to need a vocal coach not because she needs the help singing but just to help her train her breathing and breathing exercises so that she doesn't sure. run out of breath constantly um everybody everybody who makes it there has to go through this process exactly you know, like exactly it's part of like the only person who i think had never had to go through that process is uh ariana grande because ariana grande's vocal coach was fucking insane like, right i know people in south florida who take lessons from ariana grande's vocal coach oh really very 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 good and talented coach oh i'm, you know? I'm sure he is if he's if he's if he's working with Ariana Grande, you don't get there by being a fucking slouch. Yeah, yeah. She she's the the bee's knees in this town. Nice. So, um, I think her name is Ginger, but anyway, it doesn't matter. So actually, something I did want to talk about briefly before we move on to to more stuff um, was TikTok artists and right. how like because TikTok is kind of like blowing up in every shape of like media. It's right. music. It's streams. It's YouTube. Like it's it's everything that you do as a content creator, with regardless of what you make, you can blow up on TikTok. And yeah, there's a niche for everybody. Exactly. But my biggest thing is that you're getting all these kids who are like 17, 16, maybe 18 years old who are popping off musically mm. and they are going to be expected to constantly put out more music, constantly when you can play more shows. And I don't think they're ready for that. At it's, all, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting because I think honestly, I I kind of disagree with you here, right? Really? So okay. hear hear me out. Um, if we learned anything from from the pandemic that we've all experienced, mm -hmm. it's that live music isn't gonna be guaranteed uh, as like the primary means of promoting people that are kind of on the up and up. You know, right? There were plenty of stream based platform and events that happened that propelled people into the stratosphere, like in terms of their careers. Mm -hmm. And then there's people that they don't need to be there yet because, like, they're people, they're musicians on other platforms like TikTok, specifically, as you mentioned, mm -hmm. that just are monetizing their TikTok correctly. Right. You know? And they're making buku's amounts of money posting unreleased, unfinished edits. There's a, there's a rapper that I follow on TikTok. Uh, I can't remember his name, but. His most popular sound to date was him clapping back at somebody who tried to roast him on TikTok for wearing a bonnet. <laughs> and like the TikTok has like 40 million views or something. Oh it's like his most viewed thing. It's absurd. And it's very funny and very good. But imagine how much monetization he got from just that TikTok. 
you know yeah like, i mean i i don't know how tiktok's monetization stuff works i haven't heard, i mean it's a i mean it's it's a new platform it's only been out for sure. it, it only started popping off right when the pandemic hit like right. like Everyone quarantine started happening exactly so like you know that's still kind of new info and and really you don't know how it works unless you're the one doing it and even then you right. probably are still like okay sure um, you're still winging it because it's uncharted territory, right? You know? So I, I, I will, all, I will still keep my opinion on the, um, they're not going to be ready when it comes to live performance, and mm -hmm. I only say that because I don't think that any, I'd say okay, a lot of them probably did have the want of becoming a musician, touring, and doing, you know, just like us, right? But some of them were probably like. I just make these songs and one of them popped off, but now people want me to tour and release more music. Raggy. Yeah. And, and so they're going to be expected to tour and they're not going to be ready for it. I, I really don't think there are, especially the younger artists. Um, and it's probably going to, it's, it's honestly probably going to create a new generation of like the Disney stardom, like fucks you up type thing, but they're ah. TikTok stars. Like that kind of situation. Okay. So it's interesting because there's um there's the opposite kind of not the opposite but there's a different approach to this happening. There are creators on TikTok who have just blown up as creators and then transitioned to musicians because they had a guaranteed audience. Right. Like that girl who did that song uh Build a Bitch. Um I don't God, know. God, what's her name? What's her <laughs> name? She also had a really viral TikTok with the M to the B to the M to the B. Um uh, God, what's her name? M to the B. <laughs> Google machine. Uh, M to the B TikTok. Bella Porch. Bella, Bella Porch. Porch. Bella Porch has a song that came out called Build a Bitch. Nice. Right? And M uh, Bella Porch did not have a platform before TikTok, as far as I know. Bella Porch. That song came out. When did this song come out? God. And it, like, fucking, hold on. <laughs> where is this i found it i found it on spotify i'm just trying to get least hello overrated <laughs> lexus says hello overrated in chat i mean yeah I, I agree but like still blown up you know like all things considered yeah i mean it uh, uh, nowadays it doesn't have to be good to be popular which is unfortunate god when did this come out why can't it's two minutes long too that's the fucked up part <laughs> like it's not even like Man, build a bitch release. I can't believe Spotify is letting me down. Plus, she's pretty. Yeah, that yeah, she's too. pretty girl on the internet. May thirteenth. Y'all seen the RL season rewards? 13th. I have not. Oh, I like that TikTok art that you put in there. I like yeah. the TikTok art a lot. Yeah, it's cool. So this is uh this is another release that I was kind of hype about um because I've more recently gotten pretty deep the uh the electronic music stuff mm -hmm. um swedish house mafia is their first song in 14 years i was gonna say i feel like i haven't seen that name in a long time swedish house mafia released this song when was the last song oh dude i could not tell you I'm it's been it's been so long since i've even oh, thought about that name There's there's food happening. Yay, food! This looks real good, honey. Thank you. I like your hair. It looks nice. Oh, her hair looks great. Hold on. Let's get her in here. 
Oh, it's so that. rainbow. Oh, it's badass. It's so badass. Wow. Look at that. Cute. Look at that. <laughs> I know. Little cuties. Sorry for interrupting music there. It's okay. It's worth it. <clears throat> so, so yeah, Swedish House Mafia release, it gets better. Um, I actually haven't heard this. Dude, so... you should listen to just the beginning of this because it's a percussion like percussion nightmare babe chad is asking if you're single are you single <laughs> what'd you say she said sorry and then i didn't hear the rest of it but i think it's a no <laughs> i hope so me too um okay so let's okay i don't want to like go too far over time here she def said yes yeah for sure um so yeah Got it gets better him. swedish house mafia first song in what you said 14 years 14 years roughly ridiculous you should you should honestly i will i will listen to it for sure i will it's worthless i will listen to it um and then we got uh what is the next one you put that one in your body nitty gritty valentino con oh so nitty gritty is a friend of mine and he released a really banging like deep house track with uh valentino con called your body and it's like the sexiest song of the summer oh hell yeah i'm down so it's like it's just sick edm drum and bass i'm down Um, Beaker 100% plays drums, dude. Don't let him fool you. I do. No, I pointed at my kit. I just didn't want to interrupt you. Mm. Um, mm. So I put on a couple songs. Those were those were the two that you threw on there because uh, we sure. kind of we put those in kind of last minute. But yeah, we came as Romans have put out the single Dark Bloom, and oh my god, <laughs> if you do not listen to the metalcore genre, I feel sorry for you. Um, but. <laughs> Good lord, this song is good. Um, so this is actually the first album, not the not the first songs, but the first album cycle that they are starting without their vocalist uh, Kyle Pavone. Kyle oh. unfortunately uh, passed away a couple years ago due to an overdose, um, accidental overdose too. Is it, it was um, what's what's that thing that's destroying everyone right now or has for the past couple Fent- years? Fentanyl. Fentanyl. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. So yeah, Fucked he up. he unfortunately, and I was that was another one. I was very sad. I remember where I was at with that one too. I was with Lexus and Stevenville in college. It sucked. Um, he unfortunately passed away a couple years ago. This is their first album cycle that they're starting without him. And it is a very good song. I think, I think you would like it a lot just because it's very creative. Um, so yeah, I never got into We Came As Romance and I've only heard good things. So I'll definitely have to check that out. Yeah, they're, they're very good. Um, and Dave, their vocalist, uh, who's been their vocalist alongside Kyle the whole time, um, really steps up and, uh, he, he definitely has come to his own as a vocalist and he's doing a very good job and the whole band, whole band is just fantastic humans and fantastic musicians. Um, the next one <clears throat> that was released, I think right at a week ago. Okay. Is ice nine kills with their song hip to be scared. So does you know, what's funny. Does that sound familiar yeah. to you? It does not. No, not. But what's crazy is that I, I listened to ice nine kills forever ago and it was very different. You know, it was, oh, uh, dude, you're like very... OG ice nine kills then man. I'm OG. Ice Thick. Nine kills. Dude, you I've, have you listened to them recently? No. Oh I man, you're in for a treat because you need to. Um, so this 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 was the first single from their album, uh, uh, the Silver Scream Two. Welcome to Horrorwood. They put okay. out they put out the album Silver Scream or the Silver Scream in 2018, I think. Okay. And it's all based off of classic horror films. Ooh, that sounds yes. fun. It's very cool. They have the the first song on the album on the Silver Screen from 2018 is uh, the American Nightmare, which is based off of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. 
The second song is Thank God It's Friday, which is uh, actually, you know what? We're going to play a little game real quick, man. We're going to play a little okay. game. Uh, All right. Ice Nine Kills uh, Silver Scream Track List. Okay. Okay, so... They're all based on like really, really popular classic horror films. I want you to try to guess which movies these are from. Okay. So I told you the okay. American Nightmare is Nightmare on Elm Street. What is right. Thank God It's Friday? Uh, is that Friday the 13th? Correct. Okay. Um, this one's, there's a couple that are pretty difficult. Uh, Stabbing in the Dark. Is that The Shining? No, but they do have one from The Shining. Okay. Uh, Stabbing in the Dark is from Halloween. And honestly, Got it's it. okay. It's like it's my it's my top three on that whole album. Uh, the okay. next one Got is it. Savages. Okay. Another one that's kind of difficult. Uh, that's from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That makes sense. Yeah. I and then uh, this one's pretty obvious. The jig is up. Is that? Uh, no, I don't know that one. What is that? Saw. Oh, saw movies. Jigsaw. Uh, a grave mistake. Man, okay. Now that I'm saying them to you, there's there's a lot. These are really difficult. I just realized that. <laughs> Is a grave mistake um, Evil Dead? It is not, but I think they're going to have one. They haven't done Evil Dead yet, but I think they're going to have one for this new album with it. Uh, a grave mistake okay. is The Crow. Oh, okay. Um, rocking the Boat. Is that Jaws? Yes, it is, and it's <laughs> so good. They have a fucking breakdown that it, that it has the da-da. Oh, hell da-da. yeah. It's that. so good, dude. I wish I could play it on, str- on stream. Um, enjoy your sleigh. Is that Krampus? No, it's not. Uh, so, okay, so they do a lot of wordplay with these. Um, enjoy okay. your sleigh is a is a play on enjoy your stay, which is right. Uh, that one's The Shining. Oh, because of the hotel. Right, You're right. Uh, Freak Flag. I'm just gonna tell you that one because that one's tough. Uh, Freak Flag is Devil's Rejects. Oh wow. Yeah, that one's that's a good one. That one's very rock like, but rock kind of style. Uh, okay, the world fine. in my that's hands. Okay. I actually don't know what the world in my hands is because I skip it when I when I listen to the album because it's uh, okay. like the worst song on the album. Uh, Mary Axmas. I mean, I feel, like, I feel like that's Die Hard, but I know it's not Die Hard. <laughs> and it's not a horror movie. It's. I mean, honestly, I forgot the name of the of the. It's a, obviously a Christmas themed horror movie, but it's right. that song is fucking brutal, dude. Like, there's some heavy shit in that one. Um, Love bites. Is, can Can you figure out what that one is? Dude, I'm so bad with horror movies. Like, I'm embarrassing myself now. <laughs> no, it's okay. okay um, Love Bites is uh, American Werewolf in London. Oh, that's fun. So I went back and looked at the first uh, Ice Nine Kills album that I listened to. Okay. By the way, I went and looked. It's their first album, The Burning. Oh, really? Which came out in 2007. Yeah, they've been around for a while, man. Um, Really cool, like, little fun fact about uh ice nine kill and lil and cat no it wasn't black christmas um really fun fact about ice nine kills is that in i think 2012 or 2013 they were outside of warp tour uh they literally followed warp tour around the entire country and no way they they weren't playing they weren't playing at all they were outside of warp tour when everyone was leaving like at like 8 p.m they were handing out free copies of their album oh that's brilliant and then 20, what was, uh, 2018, I think, mm-hmm. was the last one that I went to. They were headlining Warped Tour. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. That is super cool. It made I, me um, so happy. Dude, uh, Lily Cat and I went to the last 
warp tour. The last day of the last warp tour ever. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a uh, man. Um, so yeah, there's one more song. It's called "It Is the End." Okay. And that one's just. Is this the one that you were messaging me that you just found it before the show started? No. Um, no. I, no. I, I've listened to Ice Nine Kills for forever, but um, "It Is the End" is based on Stephen King's "It." Oh, we're still talking about from the album. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. So the band that I did find, we'll end here in a little bit. Trauma. Don't freak mm -hmm. out. I promise. Um, <laughs> the uh, the band that I messaged you about is called Imminence. And dude, I literally I was listening to that We Came As Roman song again just because I love it. And right. YouTube autoplay play this song. Um, what is it called? What did I say it was? Um, Heaven and Hiding by Imminence. And dude, okay. oh my god, it is so good. Um. The vocalist sings, screams, and plays violin. Oh, that's sick. It's badass, and it's so good. Um, but yeah, so that's it. Oh, so the um, Hip to be Scared is a play on Hip to be Square by Huey Lewis in the News. Oh, okay. And it's based off of American Psycho. That's fun. Yeah. That, that, that is a lot of fun. It, I like the, the, the albums are really fun. And uh, the so this was the first single for this new album. Or, well, I guess mm -hmm. Silver Scream 2. And right. it's... So it's American Psycho. And, like, the song is, like, heavy. has this huge, amazing chorus. And then it goes into, like, an 80s, like, synth breakdown. Where it's just... Bump, bup, bup, ba -da -da -da. And he's doing uh. the thing where Patrick Bateman is, like, showing him Huey Lewis in the news. And he's mm -hmm. like, they really got into their stride, but he's, it, it's like, have you ever heard of Ice Nine Kills? And he's like, no. That's like, they really got funny. into their stride when they went to went melodic, and you know, and then uh, you know, it, the hey Paul, so they do the he axes him in the fucking head. It's so right. awesome, dude. Um, definitely that worth listening to. And their okay. their music videos are so creative. Um, but yeah, definitely definitely something to to look into and uh, just enjoy because it's heavy as shit and ridiculous, but also very good. There's some times when I just want to listen to heavy music, and I think I'm going to do that later today. I think that is the move for this evening. I think you should. Later. I think you should. That's definitely a power move. Mm. Um, sorry, I'm eating because I haven't eaten anything today. Sorry for No, it's okay. Real. Perfect timing. I just finished my glitch. Um, so, yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's going to be the podcast for this week, everybody. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you. Um, if you Absolutely. <clears throat> if you are listening to this on Spotify or Apple Music, we do this stream twitch.tv slash black flame gg every tuesday 8 p.m central 9 p.m eastern and uh we just kind of hang out and talk about some stuff and we're, uh, uh we're currently updating everybody about like any fun stuff or sharing clips sharing commentary and ideas getting your feedback on twitter where you can find us at sof podcast correct um, correct and we're we're kind of we're you'll see more of us than you think we're we're gonna be in your airwaves pretty frequently in the next couple of weeks we got some fun stuff planned i hope so, so. man I sure hope so. Oh, yeah. I think this is going to be, continue to be a banger. A banger I think so every week.